Hey guys, we are Bad Moms in Business. I'm Bridget Robertson. I'm Amanda Sharp. And I'm Danielle Monahan. Today, we have a really fun topic to talk to you guys about. You guys have heard my birth story, but you have not heard Amanda's birth story. So we're going to talk about that today. I'm pointing over here like Amanda's always over here for everybody. And I have a feeling that that's not (laughs) this way. way? Am I pointing to her now? She's up and over for me. Like this way? Yeah. (laughs) The first point was where like you were pointing at me at first. I don't know why it rotates us different. There you go. You got me. You got me. You guys. How are you guys doing today? Good. It's uh, the final countdown towards summer vacation. Mm -hmm. That's super exciting. Can you disclose, like, you know, where you might be going? We're not going anywhere. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean vacation then? Oh, just like summer break. Summer vacation, summer break. Oh, I've got like three more weeks of school, like... I was really confused. I was like, what vacation were you going? Tell me all about it. No, we, um, school's over on the 8th. Mm. Oh, so that's early, isn't it? It feels early. Or I'm sorry, not the 8th, the 10th. There's eight days left is over on the 10th, but that still feels early. It still feels early. Mm -hmm. That was like mid June, like late June. Technically, that's the same for O, but because he's virtual, it's actually the 18th. But we're working oh. really hard. I think we might be done this week. That's nice. exciting. We have three more courses to complete. Everything else is 100%. So wish me luck. You know what I was just thinking I of mean, is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Amanda. Mm-mm. You know what I was just thinking of when when school would get out in like late June, you know, somewhere around there, mid to late June. It's probably because of snow days. And I don't think we had any this year, right? Oh, no. that's such a good point. Because yeah, they, that even, is. they even work through those snow days because they were mm-hmm. basically prepared to do so. Great point. Yep. Yeah, that could definitely be it. So we're out the 10th. We're planning some uh, fun shenanigans at the at the bus stop for the last day. Oh, and cute. Yeah, so hopefully... It's going to fly by. It's going to fly by. I don't know if I'm ready for summer. I don't know if I'm ready. (laughs) Listen, my life is in a constant state of summer. Not weather-wise, but like child-wise. Yes. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It is. Struggle bus over here. At least it brings warm weather. It does bring warm weather. And I'm excited to, to obviously to have the kids home, but it's hard when you work for yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. And your husband works traditional hours and you got two kids. You got to schlep around. Makes it hard. Schlep around. Schlep them around. Schlep <laughs> around. Um, I totally feel like so many moms will relate to that, Bridget. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And while for many of our listeners, they don't understand that a lot of times we're stuffing our faces before we hit the record button. So if you ever find anything yeah. in our teeth and stuff like that, like I always just like you know, disregard it. But because I was stuffing my face before we hit the record button, I have to show them my cheese that I just found. (laughs) I mean, it's going to be a good day. (laughs) I feel like we need to take a screenshot of that. (laughs) I know. Amanda and her cheese it. That'll be our picture for the, it just might be. (laughs) I like it. You know, I find joy in the little things. And today, 
it's this cheese it cheese it and owen's birth story yeah yeah that's a that's a fun thing let's do that real quick because danielle you're having like a a busy busy week this week yes i am so like what's one thing that's gonna bring you joy this week oh that is such a good one i am excited brandon and i both work from home and um it is very hard to coordinate our work schedules and stuff like that. And as of yesterday, we have reconfigured our work schedules and I am very excited to test it out. We'll see. We've done this before. It hasn't always worked, but I'm really, really, really going to try this week. We're also getting back on our, um, I know you just said one thing, but we're also getting back on our Lindsay program. Oh, so good. Like Lindsay Wolf thing. We've been super slacking lately because work has gotten busy and then holidays and stuff and, and birthdays. Yeah. And so it's been really hard, but we've started back up on it. So I'm excited. Awesome. And Amanda, your cheese it is what's bringing you joy this today. Why? How could it not? That's what started this. When you said it brought you joy, I was it like, well, Danielle, what's, what's bringing you joy? It's got to awesome. bring you joy. That's I mean, an amazing cheese. Salad. That's mm-hmm. valid. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, when people like take pictures of potato chips because they look like somebody. Yeah. I feel like this is on the same level. <laughs> I need yeah. you to look at that and find a face in there for me. <laughs> it's like a solid Tetris right there. You know what I mean? Like imagine mm-hmm. it and it's going to disappear into my belly. It's going to be so sad to eat it, but I will. Oh man. Bridget, what's bringing you joy? Oh, so, um, I am going to dinner tonight with two of my friends and my friend's mom for her birthday. Shout out to Gail. Yay, um, Gail, Gail doesn't Gail doesn't listen to this, but my mom okay. knows who Gail is, so it's fine. There it's you all, go. It's all relevant. <laughs> um, but her, my friend Lindsay's boyfriend helped with this awesome new restaurant in downtown Wyandotte. If you're located in Michigan in the downriver area, it's called the vault. Um, Sounds amazing. It's a, it's an old bank building Mm -hmm. that they've (gasps) converted into a restaurant and it's only been open for a couple of weeks at this point. So we're going tonight and I'm super excited. We got a couple of behind the scenes tours before it was like finished. Uh, So fancy. Yeah. I feel it. And I like your top. Like, can I tell you, this is not a top. Is it a a romper? It's a romper. I thought that might be a romper. Look at you romping it. The 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 question, the question needs to be asked. How are we peeing? Agreed. One must you, you gotta you gotta pull the whole shebang down, and then so it's it's weird. Vulnerable to the world. Super <laughs> vulnerable, and then like this is gonna sound insane, but if you're in a public restroom, I don't want my stuff touching like no. a toilet. You know what I mean? Like I don't want my clothes touching the side of a public toilet. So you have to like pull it down and bunch it up all weird in front of you so it doesn't touch. It's but you know what? It, fashion, um, pain fashion is over beauty. comfort. Fashion over comfort. Yeah, yeah. It's fashion fine. over practicality. This is when Danielle holds it forever. I mean, honestly, this is, this yeah. is what I've been training for. This is when for. we need the salt underwear. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> might be a new marketing tactic for them. <laughs> you want to wear summer rompers this year? Salt underwear. <laughs> We got we'll you a, covered. We'll do a I swipe like up on IG to take you right there. <laughs> I like it. 
It's it's um, true. I, I think rompers are so cute, but that's always my thought. Like same. I always have a fear of someone barged in when I'm going to the bathroom, regardless, fully clothed, essentially. Like I re- the fear of a romper, like it's too much. So I, it's real. I applaud you for being so risque. Look at you. Well, and honestly, the way I carry my weight is all in my belly. So a romper is not really great for my, um, body shape anyway, but I, I was like, you know what? It's hot out. This is super cute. I'm, I'm romping. I'm romping. I know we have, we have a story to get into, but I I have a thought about rompers. So I have two of them. I wore them on vacation a couple of years ago and I haven't touched them since. Here's my issue. I am very short for reference. I say that I'm five, two, my license says that I'm five, two. I'm really like five, one and a half, something like that. So I'm super short. I have a very short torso, Mm. like non-existent goes from boobs to butt basically <laughs> like that's just how it works around here. I, I feel like rompers at, and it doesn't matter what size I get to. I mean, obviously it does cause it needs to fit me everywhere else as well, but I feel like they're meant for people who are a little bit more longer torso a little bit. I agree. Mm-hmm. Sure. I agree. And then sure. all of a sudden the crotch is just hanging down to my knees and it's like, yes. this yes. is not what this is supposed to yes. look like. Well, and I purposely got, um, vertical stripes because I oh. figured it would just, pull my body <laughs> even longer than it already is and hide my midsection. And that's a true I, statement. I think it does. I have another very similar one, um, to this that I just got. Don't tell Chris. And I put it on today. He now he knows. <laughs> I put it on today and it, it wasn't doing me any favors. So I took it off and put this one on instead. I love stripes so much, but the horizontal stripe man just looks yeah, can't, terrible. Can't do it. Yeah. I need yeah. to get me some verticals. Mm-hmm. It's hard yeah, to find. Just, I, I think all of my striped stuff is all horizontal. Yeah. Look for a vertical. Awesome. It really slims you out and it makes it you appear taller than you are. Not that I need help with that, but whatever. It's fine. I, I need help with the taller. I definitely yeah. need help with the taller. No same, doubt. Same. And I, I don't want to brag, but um, as I was leaving today in my, in my romper, my five-year-old neighbor, Charlotte, ran to her front door and said, Miss Bridget, you look so cute. So how freaking adorable is that from the mouths of babes, from the mouth of babes. And Mm -hmm. that brought you joy. It it did bring me joy. Mm -hmm. That's fun stuff. So So, let's jump into it. Amanda. All right. It was take us back. Take us back. January of Oh, seven. And it always confuses me. I actually one time at the pharmacy gave the wrong birthday to my only child for my only child. Like how embarrassing because of the year, because of the year, because I always want to be like, yeah, it's one eight oh seven. But just because my mind wants to put it in order, it makes me want to go like one seven eight, but it's wrong. So it's oh seven. And my sweet, sweet, sweet boy. Well, like one. I had a really good pregnancy, right? Like, but I, I did not get morning sickness like at all, but we know I suffer from vertigo. So like any, like I'm always Mm. a little dizzy as it is. So like a little nauseous every now and then typically anyway. So I feel like honestly, my pregnancy like balanced me and somehow like made it like, so I didn't have it. Also, I had terrible back pain before 
having Owen and during pregnancy, I had zero back pain, which was very interesting. And I feel like he almost like shoved my back to the position it needed to be. Like it gave my like back the support instead of like, cause my back like really arches in like at the lower back a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to say it's all those back pens I used to do really screwed up <laughs> my body. But anyway, so I had like the most amazing pregnancy, which definitely led me into the choice of not ever getting pregnant again, because you don't have two good pregnancies, right? Like I did. I don't know. Well, I don't hear of many people doing it. So that was definitely into consideration, but I had a really good pregnancy. Um, he, I only gained 15 pounds. Nice. Like, but like the doctor was so worried during that. He's like, if you keep losing weight, like, we're going to have to like supplement your diet, do extra vitamins. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't understand. Like I ate like crap before (laughs) becoming pregnant, like Mm. junk. Like I'm actually eating healthy now because I want to bake my baby good. Mm -hmm. So I'm losing weight per se because I'm actually eating better. So I really like think I was at my healthiest when I was pregnant. Did I still occasionally totally eat Taco Bell? Yes. Did I totally make my husband drive all the way back to Taco Bell to get me the mild salsa he forgot when I was pregnant? Also, yes. But one must have so good, mild sauce. Three mm-hmm. packets per item. That's the rule. Have never <laughs> altered on it. <laughs> Three packets per item. One like taco per item. Yeah. Per item. So if I, I have just three like things, that's nine packet minimum. <laughs> So let me interrupt this with when you're at Taco Bell and you order, let's say three (laughs) tacos, do you say I need nine packets of mild sauce? Thank you. Well, I used to go to like the bin when you could go inside and I would grab what I needed. Right. But I'm like, so in the checkout or in the, you know, drive through, whatever that place is called, (laughs) I'm like, I need a lot of mild sauce. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, no, I need you to hear me. I need a lot of mild sauce. And they really buy that. Right. So I also, so, you know, my sweet Erin, one of my agents mm-hmm. bought me Taco Bell sauce for my birthday. And that was the <laughs> first time that I ever knew that there was Taco Bell sauce. So now so I know good. that you can buy it, but there's nothing better than it from the packet from Taco Bell. It's not the same. You're right. It's close. It's room temperature. The one in my refrigerator is cold, you know, anywho. Mm-hmm. So I had a well-balanced diet with the exclusion of my Taco Bell habit that I just couldn't quite shake. Um, But that's okay. That's okay. So I will have to say they (sighs) – I love midwives for many reasons, but this is one of it. So my my doctor – First of all, my very first appointment, he checks me. You know how he checks us. And he's like, do twins run in your family? Very. I wasn't trying to get pregnant. Let's go back to the like real big basics. We'd been married for five years. I mean, we weren't planning. We could have a kid. We were just like not like trying to have a kid. And Amanda ended up pregnant anyway. So that's a wonderful thing. Like it was a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. But I went into my first appointment going, I wasn't even planning on pregnant. And you're the very first words you tell me, do twins run in your family? And in fact, they do run in my family. My grandma had twins. So I'm like, and my baby sister was with me because Marcus had just switched jobs. So he didn't have time to go to the appointment with me. And my baby sister was like, looking back, I go, oh my gosh, I would have been fine with it. But again, going from not expecting to have any children to being pregnant to hearing you might be having twins. I'm like, oh my God. 
So I did get an ultrasound like that day because they had to see what was going on. And I ended up just having a very large cyst that Mm. like basically grew in those first stages of being pregnant. I hear that's the Mm -hmm. thing. Your hormones are going so crazy. Like the cyst just like absorbs it all. And he basically said, I'm sure it's going to dissolve on its own and we'll just keep an eye on it, which it in fact did. So no twins, just a sweet baby Owen. So I got an ultrasound way sooner than I think a lot of people were able to have an ultrasound. And I actually should go back to the basics a little bit more. I went to that doctor's appointment way more pregnant than I probably should have because (laughs) it wasn't until a girl I worked with came in and said, my sister just found out she was pregnant and she was younger and there was like other things. And I was like, huh. That was the only reason I clued in that I might actually be pregnant. Went Mm. home, took a test. (laughs) Like five o'clock in the evening. Oh, no. (laughs) Where most women are like, it's morning pee. Like I need the morning pee because it's so early. Oh, no. Like the second that pee went past that line, it was like boom, boom, two lines. So how far along were you by the time you went? I was a solid eight weeks when I took my test. Wow. I just didn't even like clue in. I was so shocked. I called Marcus and I was like, I think I'm pregnant. Like there was no like cute announcement, nothing in his response. He was at work. He was like, oh, really? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Really? (laughs) It was, it sounds like a disaster. And it was, it was just so chaotic. Um, so that's how like, there's so much like chaos to get to that point. But then, um, they were measuring him on another ultrasound. I swear I got so many ultrasounds. Like every time I went to the doctor, they're like, can you get an ultrasound? I'm like, okay, I can see my baby. And they were doing measurements. And then the, the ultrasound tech was like, Hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? Hmm. And her words were, did you get the amnio test or whatever that's called? Amniocentesis. Yeah. And I was like, no, who wants that done? Right. (laughs) She was like, okay. And I was like, what do you mean? Okay. She's like, well, I can't really say anything. It's just my job to take measurements and stuff. Then make no sounds. And I was Mm -hmm. like, right. You said a sound. You asked me then a follow up. Like, did you get this test? Which only indicates there could be a problem. Mm -hmm. Like, Spill it, lady. She's like, well, we measure. And one of the things we measure is, you know, skin here, skin here. And behind the neck, there should be a certain amount of skin. And this is a healthy skinage. (laughs) And your sweet baby is here. And I'm like, oh, well, what does that mean? And they're like, well, it could be a sign of Down syndrome. Interesting. And I was like, oh, Okay, which to me, I'm like, does everything else look good? And she was like, absolutely, everything is, is looking, in my opinion, very well. And I'm like, okay, like, then it didn't really matter to me, right? Like, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Like, as long as everything else looks healthy, I'm fine with that. So went into the doctor like, after that ultrasound, and he's like, well, you need to go get the 3D ultrasound. We need to see blah, 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 blah. I had no interest in it because whatever was going to happen was going to happen. I kept saying, as long as it's healthy, I think I knew he was a boy at that point. I'm pretty sure because we weren't going to find out, but then we did. Um, And I said, as long as he's healthy, I really don't care. Like, I really don't care. And so every doctor's appointment after that, he kept saying, did you go in for that 3D ultrasound? Did you go in for that 3D ultrasound? And I kept saying, no, no, no. 
he just could not understand why I would not go in for the three day ultrasound. But to me, again, it didn't matter. And so a midwife had me at my next appointment and she, there was a stupid sticky note that said three day ultrasound, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, did you do the three day ultrasound? And I'm like, no, and I'm not going to. And she went and she threw it away. And they never that. talked about it again. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Because I understand it's their job to disclose certain things. But mm-hmm. when a mom just doesn't care, a mom doesn't care. So we we go to, you know, through the end of December, my only pr- pregnancy picture that I own of myself is on Christmas. And I can, I'm sitting down and all I can see is like a ballet, like a little ballet. And I'm like, I wish I would have taken more yes. pictures. So if Me you too. are pregnant... Yes. you're not loving yourself pregnant or whatever the case is, please take a few more extra because I promise you, you're going to be able to want to remember that. I have one picture. And if anyone's listening who happens to have a picture of me, like, please send it to me. It would just be so special to my heart. And, um, and then basically I stopped working because I just kind of got uncomfortable. I was still working like 10 to 12 hour days on my feet all day long. And it just got to be like blah. So New Year's um, Eve was my very last day. And then I did not go back into work. As we all know, if you heard that episode, that Amanda just quit after being on a three month maternity leave. Mm -hmm. So then I had to get um, induced because nothing was happening. I was at 38 weeks and like, he's going to be big. He's going to be eight pounds and you're short, you're smaller. Like we need to know, like, Mm-hmm. That you can at least have a chance at having a natural birth, which going back to my very first appointment, the doctor even said, don't be surprised if you have to have a C-section. That was mm. also one of the very first words outside of, do twins run in your family? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I my heard, gosh. do twins run in your family and expect a C-section? Neither cool. of which I really was like cool with. Um, so anyway, they, they induced me. I go in on a Sunday, like Sunday evening. I am pumped. I go there and they're like, you're not on the schedule until tomorrow. Listen, <laughs> like what? I prepped myself for me to be on the schedule today. You don't tell a mom that you're going to start having a baby today and go psych tomorrow. And there was rooms available. I was like, I need you to look and see if I can get put on the schedule. So they had to call the doctor, make sure that the doctor was okay with that because there was a scheduling issue. I, of course, cried. I'm like, I'll use tears. I don't care. Like part of them were fake. Part of them are real. I want it in there. And they just had to make sure they could keep enough rooms open for the people who were going into natural like delivery, sure. which I get. I mean, looking back, it totally makes sense. But telling a very pregnant woman that she gets to like see her baby soon and then be like, psych, that was not fun. So they, the sweet nurses made it happen. And then they checked me into a beautiful birthing room and they said, okay, we're going to try some Cervidil, loosen up your cervix. Mm -hmm. I went in pretending I was like already one centimeter dilated, right? <laughs> and after like hours of the Cervidil, they checked me. They're like, you're still at that one centimeter. They're like, so we're going to try some Pitocin. Like that didn't work. Next step is Pitocin. Okay. So they put it in. And well, first, when I first got to the hospital, like I feel like Danielle, like you kept backtracking too. Like, and I'm like that too. Yeah. because I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this now. 
they um, hook you up to the monitor and they're like, oh, you're having, you're already having some contractions. And I was like, oh, I've been dealing with this for like three months. They, I just like, they were like the Braxton Hicks ones. Right. And I mean, my stomach felt like I was doing sit-ups for the last three months without even trying. Like, I was just like, I'm getting toned. It's okay. (laughs) So I'm like, oh my gosh, if this is what contractions feel like. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's like, no, you're actually having some salad ones. I'm like, yeah, I did 10 sit up. Like, <laughs> got this. <laughs> so they start the Pitocin and I'm feeling really good. And then I start to feel a little uncomfortable. But to be honest, that Cervidil hurt like crazy. Really? Like, I forgot that I had that too. Like a nagging mm-hmm. ache in the Yoohoo mm-hmm. for hours. It was solid aching. Like I had a migraine down there. Like it was just awful. Like, but you could tell it was not productive at the same time. It was like someone had an IV just decided to continue to like twirl it around in your vein. Like it just was not fun. So, so when they finally took that out and just did the regular Pitocin, I'm like, so much better, so much better. And then the Pitocin just didn't do anything. Like it just, they kept cranking it up and cranking it up and cranking it up and I could feel the contractions but they were like not worse than what I really had had been having like they were in a new location that like it moved locations but it still was like I got this they're like walk the halls was it like a lower or something yeah it went from being like in my stomach like my ab area to Mm -hmm. being absolutely lower and I was like okay so it's just different location but same like discomfort so like try walking like let's get this going and I walked and I walked and the only thing that hurt you guys this is gonna sound so stupid oh, no. was my butt cheek <laughs> it felt One like specific had, butt cheek or was it right both? <laughs> I can feel it to this day my right butt cheek felt like it had a charlie horse in it for hours oh and I'm just like I kept like rubbing it out and they'd come in they're like how's the pain I was like really fine I was like but the only thing that bothers me is like my butt cheek can you get me like some ibuprofen my butt cheek (laughs) oh silly and so walking like helped my butt cheek and I kept stretching and my mom was like if your biggest concern right now is your butt cheek you are not in labor no but my contractions show it like my contractions were good contractions I just like literally like had no pain it was just so weird. And so finally, after I, I went in, like, say, 4 o'clock that Sunday, I would say about 10 o'clock, they had kept checking me, and there was just zero progress, even with every aid possible. And she checked me around 10 o'clock in the morning, and she was like, like, I'm going to give you, like, your one and a half. And that's being generous, like, super generous. You've actively had stuff pumped into your system for, you know, over 12 hours now. And there's not even an ounce of progress. Like I can continue to let you go if you want to, but more than likely you're going to need a C-section anyway, because the baby at some Mm. point needs to come out. And I'm like, whatever. So I immediately start crying because I don't want it. And she's like, listen, like, do you want to heal both ways or one way? Mm, That's a good point. She's like, because if you get stuck and you need now emergency section, now you're healing both ways. And I was like, well, when you put it that way, (laughs) Mm -hmm, I'll take the C-section. But I just felt like I had failed as a woman going, I can't even birth my child. Like, this is natural, blah, blah, blah. It was 
the emotions that went through my silly head. And at the time, they're not silly emotions, but at the time, like a healthy child is the goal. Mm-hmm. Right. But all of my sisters never had a C-section. I, and my mom never had C-section. She had natural childbirth. So I walked in knowing I was going to have a natural childbirth. <sighs> That's why I always say the minute you make a plan, that plan doesn't happen. Nope. So I went to the stupid surgery room and it is freezing. Mm-hmm. Freezing. And the doctor was so sweet. He's like, do you need any blankets? I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. Like, <laughs> I just was so, I like it cold because I normally get hot. Like I get nauseous and the cold helps, you know? Mm. And so I'm shaking and they're like, okay, I need you to be really still. And the doctor was so sweet. Like he, he's like, lean on me and I'm going to hug you as they're doing your, your, mm-hmm. and they had to do, it's not the epidural with the C-section. It's something a little different whatever it I don't, is, but yeah, it's I don't like, know. it's a little bit of a larger needle, I believe. And at least it was at the time. And so, um, he was so sweet and they got it in and that was terrible pain because again, now remember I hadn't experienced actual pain previous. So right. that hurt really bad. And then the pain went away pretty quickly because it started doing its, its thing. And then um, Marcus was able to come in after I was like strapped down. They already basically had cut into me. He was able to come in. And I really remember very, very little after that because I started puking my guts out and you're strapped down. So I'm literally the sweet nurses have like a thing up to my face so I can throw up into there the whole time. And they're wiping my mouth for me. It was so, so awful. I didn't realize they were giving me morphine, which I'm actually like allergic to. Oh, not where I like I'm going to die from it. I just have a sensitivity to it that I always end up throwing up because of it, which is not fun when you're getting cut. And then when they were ripping him out of me. That made me throw up like because they like are tugging, like (laughs) yanking. Bridget knows what I'm talking about. Like your whole body's like (laughs) because they're they're tugging this kid out of like a very small section. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You'd think that they'd come up with like a better way to do this, you know, you would think (laughs) horrible. (laughs) And so Marcus is like, yeah, I saw all your glory like out and about, you know, and then um, they, they, they rip them, they rip them out. And I don't remember him crying. Mm. I don't remember. I remember them bringing him to me and I was able to kiss him. And then I'm like, I need to puke. So that was like one of the very first memories I have of being able to see. I was like, okay, please get him out of my face now because I don't want to throw up on my child. And he ended up being, you know, the the inducement because I was going to have an eight pound baby. I had never heard of anyone having a actual size baby that they predicted. It was always under. Mm -hmm. You're going to go in and it's going to be eight pounds and the baby comes out seven pounds, one ounce or whatever. The reverse happened to me. So he was supposed to be eight pounds and came out nine, eight, <laughs> nine, eight point five and almost 21 inches or 22 inches, almost a little shy of it. So he was a huge baby. And it was so funny when he came out, he was so swollen. I was like, it's all the Taco Bell I ate. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it was all a, so the skin behind his neck was just like extra swollen skin because <laughs> oh and the nurses were just laughing because he just kind of was a little bloated baby because I think it was my fault. But that's okay. I gave everyone a really good laugh. But that's why I couldn't have him, like, naturally because he was just huge. Um, he came out looking like a four-month-old, mm. not a mm. newborn. No newborn clothes fit him. I only brought newborn <sighs> clothes. That was a mistake. So he actually went home in the hospital outfit because nothing I brought would fit him. And I had washed all of those clothes that he couldn't actually have worn. And so now every like tidbit that I share with expecting mothers, I don't get in their business too much, but I always say wash enough to get you by until you know the child that you have. And then if they'll fit in those clothes, then wash it. Because otherwise, I mean, I could have returned all of those clothes because everyone buys you newborn clothes yes mm-hmm. because it's wear- so tiny and so I know, cute i was so cute so he came out wearing like size two diapers like <laughs> oh my <laughs> I, I, I was like what <laughs> definitely like size two but they were they were up like in the like the normal hats that like they have at the hospital didn't fit mm-hmm. him so there's the sweet like crocheting um, grandmas that would crochet the special sizes for children that their stuff didn't fit, like whether it be preemie or extra big babies. So we have wow. a little knit hat because his head was too big for the newborn ones at the hospital. Oh, I love so that. sweet. It was so sweet. So he, um, I probably, I don't remember the first 24 hours because all I kept doing was hold on puke, hold on puke. Somehow I managed to nurse like it was like instinct kicked in. So even though mm-hmm. I can't remember anything, like I knew enough what I was doing to actually do what a mother needed to do. But they did try the whole like, he's not gaining weight. He if because he lost a lot of weight by the time I'm like, sure he got the hospital, but they naturally do. But he actually mm-hmm. went under nine pounds at one point pretty quickly. Wow. Was like, yeah, because he was like bloated. Like he peed a little, like and he lost weight. Like right. <laughs> so <clears throat> they played the whole guilt trip, you know, that he has to have formula and blah, blah, blah. I didn't know any better. So I fell victim to it. So what did I do? I cried again because not only could I not birth my child, now I can't Ugh. feed him. And I that just felt like heart. the worst mother, all of which now I know are not true. But those feelings no. at the time felt very real, very, very real. So if you're listening to this and you visited me during the, my hospital stay, I don't remember you came. <laughs> Nothing personal. I was just really drugged up. <laughs> but, you know, the thing that kills me is the minute you have a C-section, they take you from the beautiful birthing room and throw you into a very small room that you actually have to walk down a hallway to take a shower. And it was just so bad. And I'll never forget, I was, after my shower, I absolutely felt like I was going to throw up and I was sitting in the chair because a sweet lady came in to like change the sheets and stuff. And I just was sitting there like this and the lady's like, what's wrong? And I was like, my head just hurts so bad. And I feel like I'm going to throw up. And the nurse was like, this shouldn't be the way you feel. I had them on Monday. This was now like Thursday. Wow. And I was like, please just like, can you get me more ibuprofen? Like all I kept begging for was ibuprofen. (laughs) The whole time from butt cheek to headache. (laughs) 
And she's like, we've already given you as much as we can give you. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, well, the next thing we could do is this. And I was like, I can't take drugs. It's just going to make me throw up even more. So I continued to have a headache. I went home on Friday. I was so miserable. Saturday came and I was bedridden because my headache was so bad and I still was so sick and so nauseous. Like the C-section was the least of my problems. Like that was not causing the pain. And Marcus's sweet aunt Terry called me and I picked up and I was like, hello. And she was like, oh, were you sleeping? I was like, no, I just have a really bad headache and I can't talk higher than this or my head's going to explode. <laughs> and she was like, girl, you got a spinal headache. Get Marcus to take you back to the hospital. I was like, I don't want any more drugs. And she's like, no, 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 no. They will take care of you. Just explain that you're like super sick, like with a headache and they'll be fine. I promise you, you'll be better. So Marcus took me back. I'm sitting in the waiting room because I think it was in the evening. And I don't want to say that there was a lot of people that I don't think had medical issues, but they just wanted like medicine, if you know what I'm saying. So Mm -hmm. I got lumped into that category. And I'm sitting there and I'm like dying because I literally just had a C-section on Monday and I'm there because I'm telling them I have a terrible headache. And then they realize like 30 minutes later that I just had a C-section on Monday because they pull up my file and they're like, why did you not say this? Get back here. And they immediately pulled me back to like a bed and like I was able to like lay down and throw up. It was so bad because, but I didn't know that I had to like say like, I just had a kid. And I think I did say I just had a baby, but like, I don't think they realized it was a C-section and it was just so recent because I was there with a headache essentially. Mm -hmm. And what I know now it was a spinal headache. And it was just that the hole that they put the needle in never clots properly. So basically your spinal fluid just continues to like drain out and it never like reaches the level it should. So like, basically like I felt like my head was a bobblehead. I've never experienced pain like that again, like ever, ever. If you, anyone listening who has like a headache, that's pretty severe after having an epidural C-section, go back to the hospital. And so they had to do like treatment just to help me get that blood to clot. So I would stop losing that spinal fluid. And so they basically took me up to like a floor that was vacant. It was so weird where there was zero noises. I had a complete room. Like that was when I started getting amazing treatment and the people walked in and they would whisper like they were like, they must've understood like the hell that a headache like that causes. And they actually gave me like a caffeine drip. And I know it sounds so stupid, but like I literally have had like caffeine pumped into my body through an IV. Like I heard that that helps when you have certain types of headaches, even if you aren't like addicted to caffeine, it's still something that helps kind of calm that down. I don't really know what that's about. It was like, it was a lifesaver. They came in after about an hour, probably they're like, how's the pain? And I was like, so much better. They're like, where's your pain level? I'm like, it's still a 10, but it's not a hundred anymore. Mm, like I wow. can feel 10 pain all day long, all day long. It was such a pain, like no other pain I've ever felt. And like it had extreme nausea with it too. So no matter what I could do or I couldn't even breathe without wanting to throw up. Who was it that told you about the spinal headache? Marcus's aunt who just randomly called to check. How? Like, she was a sick. Saving grace. Wow. How long? So what did they do for you other than caffeine? 
that was basically all it took. Wow. Like, I guess caffeine helps clot like your blood. Like it, I, I don't know the science behind it, but after they gave that to me, whatever dosage they gave me, I mean, it definitely helped. And then they're like, drink as much Mountain Dew as you can. When you go home, you have to keep on this like caffeine diet. And I took it very serious. So yeah, <laughs> I were 14 years later and still, going. I'm still on that caffeine diet. <laughs> you, I mean, you can't risk that coming back. No, right. no. You're- you're doing it for yourself, for your Absolutely. Health. I mean, I have to be able to do this to be a good mom. And then, um, so the, all the caffeine totally like tore apart my stomach though. So then I went from having a caffeine, like Ugh. the spinal headache to having like terrible diarrhea. <laughs> it just was oh, like, no, but so poor Amanda. I share this not to scare other mothers just because I feel like there's other mothers out there who can feel my pain, but give me that all day long versus that spinal headache. And I truly believe that journey is what caused me to become the mom that I am today because I Mm. literally could not be a good mom that first week of Owen's life. And it broke me. I couldn't even imagine, honestly, like knowing like your hormones are going crazy at that point and just having to having to deal with all of that on top of it would just, it was, it was so bad. And I remember like for the first time my head was clear from mostly the headache. So it was Sunday and I finally like woke up probably like at four o'clock in the morning because my mom had stayed the night to just Mm. kind of help because there was nothing that I could do. Like, and Marcus was exhausted because he had been helping me for like the last week. So he was on zero. So my mom stayed the night without even like sleeping. And I remember waking up at like at four o'clock and it was still the like er infomercials were on at that time. Cause you know, 14 years ago, life was different. And for the first time, I remember taking Owen from my mom and being like, I can get it now. Like it makes me cry just thinking about it. Like the first time I could go, okay, I'm like, he's going to know me as his mom. It was so bad. (laughs) I know. I didn't think I was going to cry until like, I just couldn't. So at that time, like I go, he's never going to be out of my arms. He's never going to be without me. Like I will always be there as his mom. So I know that first week is what caused me to be that ridiculous helicopter mom because I knew what it was like to not be able to take care of my child. Mm. And I like over my dead body would that happen again? Like no one's going to dictate like how I can be as a mom. Mm -hmm. So I guess I can say thank you for the spinal headache because it allowed me to really like become the mom that I am today. But it was hard. It was so hard. You know, what's hard too is as moms, so let's take the spinal headache out of it. Mm -hmm. We put so much pressure on ourselves and I don't even really know why. Mm -hmm. Like it was the same thing with me when I was being told, you're probably going to have to have a C-section. I was heartbroken. Like, why? Why is that a thing? Yeah. You have just any way to birth a happy, healthy child do it. And you don't feel bad about it. You want to pick an elective C-section, go ahead and do it. Don't let people give you crap about that. It's so crazy. And then like the whole breastfeeding thing. Oh Oh, gosh, don't even get me started. Right. Like we put so much pressure on ourselves. So even without the spinal headache that you were dealing with, you had all of these other issues that you were 
putting pressure on yourself or on top of it, including the hormones, including the spinal headache. Like, wow. And, you know, I do think also because I had that terrible first week, nothing that was thrown my way ever up to this point, Lord, please don't challenge me, but had been that hard as a mom to show up as a mom. I was Mm -hmm. prohibited to be the mom that I wanted to be because my because of my circumstances. And that's where it's just, oh, it was hard. And so I do think because that was so hard that I don't believe I had any kind of postpartum depression or any kind of like hormonal imbalance at all. I think it snapped me into a reality so quick that I just was so grateful Mm. I could be present for my child because I went from not being able to do it to being able to do that that even probably on the hardest of days, I was like, whatever, it's not as hard as it was. You've mentioned before that you were kind of like a different person before having Owen. You Absolutely. Are, and I, you know, I didn't know you prior to, to Owen or anything, but do you think that that has contributed? Because I feel like you're always so happy and so positive, really, yeah. no matter what's going on, stressful situations yeah. and stuff, you're always so positive. Do you think that that has led to the way that you are now too? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I went from being able to do nothing, like nothing, to being able to do something. And I just can easily recall what it felt like to be in that lane, that zone. And it was so, so bad. So I can't speak to if I didn't, maybe I did have postpartum and I just absolutely breezed through it because it still wasn't as bad. Even the darkest of times, maybe going through that wasn't as bad as what I had that first week. Wow. It just was so, I, and I can't, I'm not even doing the pain justice enough. And I have a high endurance for pain, extremely high endurance for pain. And that stupid spinal headache took mm. me down. Like, how dumb is that? A headache took me down. Well, I've heard that they're really bad before, you know, I've never had anything like that, but I've heard that that's pretty brutal. Mm. So that's that's my start. And I have a beautiful 14 and a half son now that is my world. And I just love and adore more than life itself. Mm. Mm. And I could talk on and on, but like I, I've already eaten up almost an hour. <laughs> I know. I'm looking at a time like I don't want to cut her off because like this is, you know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, and you know, despite that it's 14 and a half years ago, like I can remember it like it was yesterday, like all, all the things and even the butt cheek pain. I can remember it. Like how stupid. Isn't that funny? So bizarre. I wonder if it was like a nerve or something, right? Like if he was like shifted a certain way or something. <laughs> it had to have been, but I'll never forget my mom going, if all she's complaining about is her butt cheek, she ain't in labor. <laughs> You're fine. Mm-hmm. You're fine. So you never felt like the, you know, hundred level contraction you felt. No, and the Pitocin basically was set as high as it could go. Which is crazy because Pitocin contractions, man, they are, they are no joke. And the thing is, like I said, I have a high endurance for pain, but no, even but not like then, that. like it makes zero sense. So how it didn't work in my body is mind boggling. I'd be curious to see if anyone else. Well, it was your body's way of telling you this baby ain't coming out this way. Yeah. Yeah, that's you true. better hold it in there right. until they take yeah. them out. A hundred percent. Yep. 
could you, I mean, that, whoever it was, was that a nurse that told you, like, do you want to heal twice? Midwife. Because whew, so that's smart. a big baby. Yeah, absolutely. So, smart. so that, that's my mm. story and I'm sticking to it. I love well, it. Thank you for sharing your for listening. story with us. And I'm sure, I hope that your experience helped someone. Cause I, yes. I wouldn't have known I had a C-section. I didn't have that problem. So I, I wouldn't have known to put two and two together. Nope. That, that was the cause. So I'm sure someone out there the is going to be helped for, for you sharing that. So, yeah. And if you hear it and you haven't dealt with it, but you hear another mom who's going through it, say, I, re- I heard a podcast that might be a spinal headache. Go and get some here's stuff. the here's their website. Go check them out here's once the you're feeling better. The episode <laughs> on the way to the hospital to get a caffeine drip. <laughs> Listen to Bad Moms in Business. <laughs> you can keep it turned down. It won't hurt. It's fine. Yeah, absolutely, it's fine. absolutely. So I'm hand I- to whisper some in that episode. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> So I would say I would love the B at the end of this episode to be, I think it was exactly what it was last week, but I think I'm going to hit on be joyful again, because okay. I feel like that's the way we started this episode. I think that's the way. And that's why I have joy in my heart because there was a time that I didn't. Mm. 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 All right. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to my story, gals. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for sharing it. And we hope everyone listening has a fantastic week and um, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye guys. Bye guys.